Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Thank you. Thanks, Peter. Wow. So good. Marilyn and I had a couple of weeks refreshing break with family and friends and uh, lots of landscaping and mowing and all those painting jobs and all those things you want to get done. So I'm ready to go for the year. Isn't it great to even cleaning out cupboards and garages and all that fun stuff? But I, I love getting it done. It's not work for me, it's prepare preparation for the future. And it's so good to be together in the house of God and uh, thanks for the team as they've ministered while we've been away, Peter and uh, Tim and all the team. And at the end of our service today, we're having a send-off for Pastor Tim and Lydia as they head to Brisbane. And uh, many of you are aware that that's happening and that's a, a big event for their lives and for our church, but we're very proud of them and uh, we're going to have a few minutes at the end of our service to do that. And there'll be a big cake outside, so I encourage you to come and share together. And uh, I just think it's awesome to be together in the house of God. And I know everyone's been enjoying our combined service from this week on. Now the kids' church is on. They've got a movie this week, next week. And then the, the kids will be going out for the whole services throughout this year. The teams have got stronger. And so the kids will be going out have their own praise and worship. We'll have more space in here. And God's really stirred our hearts for a season to stay at one combined service this year because it's such a dynamic happening and we just feel it's for a season to stay together and we're going to get new seats next month and so that's going to give us even more space and uh, we're not sure the exact date but they're coming. We're just trying to find it make sure they're not coming flat pack but they are actually together. <laughs> Otherwise we'll have a big working bee putting our chairs together. <laughs> But thank you all that have given. We've got about $24,000 already. We just need about another uh, six or $7,000 and we'll be there to pay for all them. It's so good to be together in the house of God. While we were singing those songs earlier, the presence of God just so flooded my heart. And we're singing, we're surrounded and we sing about Jesus. And I just got this incredible feeling. My heart was just bursting because the Bible says, out of innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And I saw this life of Jesus inside of us just, pushing out against the darkness. And then I looked and saw that we were surrounded by the presence of God. So the enemy can't win. It's coming out of here and it's all around us and we live by faith. And I just believe today that God is stirring hearts to, to see things that are limited you, pushed out of the way, to see whatever schemes of the enemy lose their power, whatever people say against us lose its influence because faith is what drives us. Let's reach up to heaven as we get ready for the word right now. And maybe, maybe today, as Peter was sharing, that there's been some challenges, even the beginning of this year. Some of you are incredibly excited by faith. Others are a bit anxious or thinking, how are we going to do this? Let's reach up to heaven right now. Father, I thank you that you live within us by your Spirit. Lord, you fill our souls with your presence, with your joy, your power, and your faith. And Lord, you surround us by your presence and power. And I thank you, Lord, that you overflow us in everything that we do. And Lord, today, we reach up at the beginning of this year and say, Lord, we're going to live by faith. Lord, we're going to walk in your grace. We're going to be surrounded by your presence. Lord, we're going to flourish in your grace. There will be an overflow about our lives. And no matter what comes against us, Lord, we are overcomers in you. Because this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And I thank you for stirring our faith today and overflowing us in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone shouted? Amen. Amen. Give someone a high five and let's take our seats. God is so, so good. Wow. 
Still some of our folks are on holidays and some are holidaying with us. It's great to see you. Maybe you've moved to Harvey Bay. Invite you to connect and uh, find out more about our church. We've got a welcome lounge after the service. Invite you to come. We all face a choice this year. We all, we all have lots of choices, but there's one really big choice that we all choose. We can choose to face 2019 with faith or we can face it with anxiety and fear. And we make that choice every day. I know where I've determined, well, I'm going to face this year with faith, that God's going to do amazing things, that he's opening doors that no man can close. And the, we wrestle with anxiety and fear in various ways. Maybe you're stepping out with a new job. Maybe there's new relationships happening. Maybe you've moved town or moved house or you're stepping out in a new area of ministry. Let me tell you, there's always some anxiety and fear with something new but when you're connected to Jesus, there's an overflowing faith that will cause you to not only succeed, but to flourish. We're going to flourish this year in our lives. Let's look at Hebrews 11, the faith chapter. I've been every year, within the first few weeks here, God stirs me with a new stirring of faith. And uh, I was heading off to Fraser Island for three nights holiday last week, and I scanned my bookshelf that's got a few hundred or a few thousand books, I'm not sure how many. I said, Lord, which one do I grab? And my eye just went to a book called Faith by Phil Pringle. I pulled it out and read it and just stirred my heart again. I've read it numerous times, but boy, it just put rocket fuel in my soul again. And we need to be stirred by faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Wow. Faith sees and when you speak... Things get created and transformed. Faith moved Abel to choose a more acceptable sacrifice to offer God than his brother Cain. And God declared him righteous because of his offering of faith. By his faith, Abel still speaks instruction to us today, even though he is long dead. Faith lifted Enoch from this life and he was taken up into heaven. He never had to experience death. He just disappeared from the world because God promoted him. Wow, that's, that's an amazing thing. He was out walking one day and just walked straight into heaven. Wow. And it wasn't escape. His heart just so loved God. God says, hey, you're ready to come home. Wow. For before he was translated to the heavenly realm, his life had become a pleasure to God. Now let's read the next verse in the light of that. And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. So Enoch so loved God and lived in faith that he was just drawn to God's presence because God loves his people when they live by faith. And we're going to look at what is faith. For we come to God in faith knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking him. Wow, God rewards. He rewards us when we live a life of faith, when we choose to trust Him no matter what's happening in us or around us. The, uh, one of the versions in verse 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for 
an assurance about what we do not see. The message version says, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. There's so many people frustrated, bored, confused, unsure about who they are and why they fit into this world. I trust that as believers, we don't we don't live with frustration or uncertainty. It says, when we walk by faith, we will know everything that's worth living in this life. How awesome is that? That is what God promises. Goes on and says, it's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors, set them above the crowd. So it doesn't make us better than others, it just makes us more fulfilled and we know where we're going and people are passionately looking for someone who knows who they are and knows where they're going. And as believers, we have that confidence in our hearts, in our lives. So what is faith? One description says, it is a feeling of absolute confidence. It is much more than just wishful thinking. Faith is a confident expectation Excited anticipation regardless of the circumstances. Wow, it's like faith's an inside job. It says you believe in your heart. You have faith in your spirit, in your heart. And we all have faith. You've all got faith right now. You're sitting on that chair and you're expecting it not to crumble underneath you. So you've got faith that that chair's strong enough to hold you up during this service. We all have faith. We turn the car on and we have faith that it's going to start. Well, most of us, our cars do anyway. Except for Peter and Emma when they've been on holidays and come back and they've got a flat battery, eh? <laughs> but faith, we all exercise faith in our lives because it's a God-given gift. But we need to learn to live out that faith and let it be growing faith. Let it not be stale or stagnant faith. Faith is not just positive thinking and positive confession it is not just mind over matter or relying on someone else's faith. It is a living reality of relationship with our God. Faith is believing and trusting God and His Word. He's made lots of promises to us. Faith is saying, God, I believe your Word above all the pressures that might be trying to rob my, from my soul. That's what faith is. God, your Word says. There's a difference between truth and facts. The facts are... You might be short of money or there might be strife in your family. But the truth is, Jesus already paid the price to overcome that. The truth is that I'm an overcomer in Jesus. That my healing is in the, in the uh, covenant of the cross. And so the truth is different from the facts. And so many people say, well, I just got to tell the facts. Face the facts, but then live in the greater truth because with God, we're overcomers. His presence can carry you through. His grace can give comfort when you're going through grief or loss. That's the truth. It's greater than just the facts. Faith is not the opposite of negativity. It overcomes fear and negativity. It's not the opposite. It overcomes it because it's a greater force. It's the power of God. Martin Luther said, faith is a living Daring confidence in God's grace. So sure and certain that a man can stake his life on it a thousand times. Wow. I'll read that again. That's powerful. Faith is a living, daring confidence in God's grace. So sure and certain that a man could stake his life on it a thousand times. A.W. Tozer, another great um, Christian author, 
Faith, as Paul saw it, was a living, flaming thing leading to surrender and obedience to the commandments of Christ. So when you've got faith and God says, hey, I want you to go and do this. Remember when God calls you, He doesn't send you somewhere, He takes you somewhere. And that's a word for Tim and Lydia. They're not just being sent somewhere, they're, God's taking them somewhere to another place of adventure and service and we all have that in our lives. It says, have faith in God. Faith must have a focus and the proper focus of genuine faith is our God. Not just faith in someone else's words, but faith in our God. It says, have faith in God and then all things are possible. And God wants to stir our faith again. Romans 12, 3, this is good news. God has given each one a measure of faith. Sometimes I've heard people say, oh, i got no faith for that. I say, well, the Bible says you've been given a measure of faith. We've all been given a measure of faith. When we come to know Him, then our goal is to grow it and exercise it and use it. When I was uh, doing landscaping and painting, I found some muscles I hadn't used for a while. Oh, man. <laughs> when you're doing things you haven't used for a while, they, they, it hurts. And sometimes stepping out in faith to trust God when all the circumstances are saying something different and your emotions are fine. It hurts sometimes, but it's worth it because you're going to grow strong in faith. Your relationship with God's going to grow and other people are watching how you're trusting God no matter what you're going through. So we've got to exercise, like a muscle, you've got to exercise the, the faith muscle in our spirits, in our souls. Because it's easy to settle back and just accept what comes. No, we've got to exercise faith and say, God, I trust you. I believe that what you've given me is going to multiply and increase. You're going to flow through my life this year. The amount of faith God has given you is more than enough for the assignment he has given you. Whatever you're facing, tell yourself, God has given me the faith to handle this. That's a good statement. So if you're stepping out in a new level of responsibility in your workplace or your ministries this year, God has given me the faith to handle this. That's a really good faith statement, hey? And he will show you the strategies, the plans, the goals, whatever else you need to do, the practical stuff, the training you need. But faith is what motivates you to keep on growing and stepping up every day. It says in Hebrews 11, it says, now faith. Now faith. It could have started with faith, but it says now faith. It's not just faith that you had for yesterday or faith that you're believing with for your tomorrow, but faith is now. Hope is for the future, but faith is exercised now. And Hebrews 11.1 1 says you need hope for the future because then you can put faith now in what you know is going to happen in the future. That's how they flow together. And so I see so many people living in the past or the future, but they don't know how to live in the present. We don't know how to exercise faith today. We say, one day God's going to break through. And Lord, I know you did some great things in my past, but God wants us as his people to live with a now faith. No matter what comes your way, we need to live now faith. God, what can I believe and trust you in today? How can I speak to change the atmosphere of my family or my world? Now faith. God wants to stir our hearts to live in the now I'm amazed how many people, they talk about the past 
and fears and anxieties for the future or distant hopes, but we don't know how to actually put it into action today that changes our future, that moves us forward, that creates an atmosphere for us to grow. Hopes can also be called dreams, desires, visions, goals. And I was listening on the radio yesterday, those who have set their New Year's resolutions. And they were getting people to ring in and say how they've gone 15 days down the track of the year. How's their New Year's resolution? Most of them ring in and say, oh, we've blown already. And one guy said, I've succeeded. My New Year's resolution is 10 years ago I decided not to make any New Year's resolutions and I've succeeded. <laughs> oh, that's a bit of cop out, isn't it? <laughs> didn't want to fail so we just didn't set any goals. <laughs> I'd call that drifting through life, not with purpose and meaning, but just not wanting to fail. And you've got to set some goals and let's see what God will do. And let's believe together. I was thinking about this about Martha. Martha and Mary and their brother Lazarus died. He was really ill. They sent a message to Jesus, come and pray for him. And it was four days before Jesus got there. And Lazarus had died. And then this is the conversation in John eleven twenty one. Martha said to Jesus, My Lord, if only you had come sooner, my brother wouldn't have died. You can hear the grief and pain in her soul. But I know that if you were to ask God for anything, he would do it for you. Jesus told her, Your brother will rise and live. She replied, Yes, I know he will rise with everyone else on resurrection day. She was struggling with Jesus with the past that he didn't show up. She believed that one day in the future he would rise again. She had faith for that, but she struggled to have faith for now. So listen to what Jesus said. In verse 25, Jesus said, You don't have to wait until then. I am the resurrection and I am life eternal. Anyone who clings to me in faith, even though he dies, will live forever. And the one who lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Jesus was taking Martha quickly through the disappointment of the past, pulling her back from the hope that one day he would rise again at the resurrection and brought her right back to today. I am. Let's see what God can do right now. Wow. And then he says, take away the stone. Lazarus, come out. And he arises from the dead. What was Jesus doing? He was taking her from the past and the future to the present. You need hope for the future and that will release faith for now. And I think way too many of us live in the past or the future. But God says, hey, what could I do today? What could I do through your ministry Next time you get up to minister, when you, some of you step up and help in kids' ministry or youth or life groups, what could God do tonight in our group? Not saying one day it'd be great if some new people came and we saw some breakthroughs. What can God do today? Let's live in the now, letting the Spirit of God heal our hearts from the disappointments of the past and having hope for the future but not living out there all the time, but let's live now. Faith is now. And I'm just excited about the future because I'm going to determine to be in the present this year every day. 
Every day, God, you've given me faith to believe for breakthroughs. And if it doesn't happen today, I'm believing it could happen tomorrow because that's what faith is. You never give up. It perseveres. And uh, I'm not going to get my message finished today. I'm planning over the next couple of weeks to preach probably three-week series on faith. But today's a foundation because I want to stir our hearts and prepare us for this year. And we're believing for encounters and breakthroughs and transformation of more and more people's lives. But we've got to have a foundation of faith because faith will partner with all that God wants to do. And faith actually brings the future into the present. How powerful is that? God is so, so good. It's sometimes easy to live in the past or to focus too much on the future instead of enjoying now. Pastor Phil Pringle makes this amazing statement in this book. Faith is a time rebel. When I read that, I thought, what's a time rebel? Faith is a time rebel. uh, rebel. It doesn't just live in today. It takes tomorrow's dreams and makes them today's realities. Wow. Wow. God lives beyond time. He can see the beginning and the end all at once. He is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. Time is a creation of God. One day there will be no more time. It will pass away. From God's perspective, your future is your past. That's stretching our minds, isn't it? Because he's the beginning and the end. He sees the beginning. So your future can be your past in his eyes and we've just got to embrace it. And faith is what embraces our future and brings it into now. Wow. And it goes on. He already knows the beginning from the end. Let us trust him fully with our lives and live fully this adventure of faith called life on this life and into eternity. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, geez. If, if we really believe that he's the beginning and the end, we wouldn't struggle with the, the time frame picture of today that's got some unfulfilled things because we know that he already knows the beginning and the end and we'll only live out the full ending if we live by faith. Listen to verse Hebrews 11, 10 to 39, the, the last verse of Hebrews 10 before we have now faith. In Hebrews 11, but we are certainly not those who, hold, held back, who are held back by fear and, and perish. We are among those who have faith and experience true life. And then the next verse is, now faith is the substance. So it's a choice. So how are you going with your choice? Are we going to live by faith? Or we're going to live by fear or anxiety? We're going to live in the past or the future alone? But let's say, let's embrace his presence now. In our relationships, God, I'm going to embrace your presence by forgiveness. I'm going to embrace your presence by hope. Four key points on faith. We won't get through them all today. I'll just mention them. But faith hears God's word. Faith then sees. Faith then speaks. And then faith acts and grows. And we're going to go through those over the next few weeks. So we'll start with just a couple more things before we finish today. Faith hears God's word. Romans 4.20, Abraham promised he's going to be the father of many nations. 24 years later, the promise still hasn't come. How many of us give up after three weeks? Three months, three years, 24 years. He's now 99 years old, well past childbearing years, and God's given the promise he's going to be a father of many nations. And it says 
he refused to give up on the promise. That's why he's called the father of faith. That would take a whole lot of faith, hey? And Sarah was 90. So they were both well past their childbearing years. And it says in uh, Romans 4.20, Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. That's mature faith. Wow. God, I know I don't measure up to that one often. God, help us to grow in our faith. Being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he'd promised. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why we need to saturate ourselves with God's word and his promises. It says in Joshua 1, 8 that that success will come for those who meditate on God's word, who get it into our spirits. Spend a bit less time on FaceTime and get a little bit more of the Word into your soul this year. Spend a bit less time on social media, find out what everyone else is doing and find out what God's saying and your life will be really different. It'll be different because you'll have the Word burning in your heart and then your relationships will be in a healthier place. We're so busy wanting to know what everyone else thinks about us or what is happening in the world, we forget to contact God, who's the creator of the world and the one who is the source of life for us. And I believe God's saying, hey, get some more word in your soul. Add faith to the word. Hebrews 4.2 says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. This is powerful. You can read the word, you can memorize it, you can sing it, you can quote it, but if you don't add some faith to it, it's just words. It's just written words on a book, on a page, or on your, your tablet. But when you add some faith, say, God, that's an amazing promise. I believe you're going to bring that to pass. Show me how I can add faith to this and work together with you to see it come to pass. Show me how I can believe and see my kids or my grandkids or my extended family grow up in the ways of God. Show me what my part is by faith every day of sowing into their lives and teaching them how to trust you regardless of the circumstances. That's adding faith to the promise of God's Word that all your household will be saved. We can pray those promises, but we've got to mix our faith and our actions to His Word, and that's when you see the fruit and the reward. We're good at quoting Scriptures, but we also need to add faith to it and live it out and obey what He tells us to do to see it come to pass. And I believe we need to add faith to it. In Revelations, He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Next week, we're going to look at how faith sees. I see an open heaven over this city. God showed me that three and a half years ago. I see an open heaven over our church. I see an open heaven over your lives, but you've got to tap into it and discover that for yourself. I see breakthrough and transformation. Hebrews 11.27 says, Moses persevered because he saw who him is invisible. Open the eyes of my heart that I would see great things. We don't just live with the natural, we live with the supernatural, which is the God factor connected to the natural. And I believe God's in heaven. And faith speaks, and we're going to talk a little bit next week about how we speak and confess with our lives. 
Romans 10.8 says, The word is near you, it is in your mouth and in your heart. Wow. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you will be saved. It's believing in your heart and then confessing with your mouth. That's where the power comes in our hearts and our lives. Doesn't doubt in their heart. And then faith acts and grows. Second Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 1.3 says, Your faith is growing phenomenally. Your love for each other is developing wonderfully. Why, it's only right that we give thanks. We're so proud of you. You're so steady and determined in your faith, despite all the hard times that have come down on you. We tell everyone we meet in the churches all about you. Wow, wouldn't that be awesome if people said, Hey, I love Tim because he's growing in faith. I love Bayside Christian Church because they're growing in love and they're a faith church that believes for the impossible to happen to transform our city and our people. How awesome is that? That that's what God wants us to have in our hearts and in our lives. One more key verse as the team comes. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, As for us, we have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Then we'll be able to run life's marathon race with with passion and determination. For the path has already been marked out before us. We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze on Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. In other words, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Has your faith been shaken? Is it strong? Is it growing? Is it overwhelmed? I want to stir your faith. And say, hey, with God we can believe all things are possible to him that believes. Those promises of his word, generally and specifically, you can claim them and live in the power of them. Yes, I tried that last year and we saw some breakthroughs, but other things haven't happened yet. There's another thing about faith, it perseveres and doesn't give up. Noah got the word to build the ark, 120 years later he had it done. And we give up after six months. Some things only come when you don't give up. Some of you have discovered that. It's been decades. Some of the visions and prophecies God's given me, they're decades sometimes before they're totally fulfilled. We want it now. And we need to have faith now to see it unravel and unfold for the future. So what mountain are you facing? Bible says have faith in God and speak to the mountain. If you've got a challenge, you need to speak to God about the mountain and you need to speak to the mountain about God. If you've got a challenge of fear or uncertainty or whatever it is, you need to speak to God about your mountain and then you need to turn and speak to the mountain about God. Sir Edmund Hillary, the first guy to climb Mount Everest, he'd failed in another attempt and and he's back in London and telling the story. He had this huge big picture of Mount Everest on the wall behind him. And he's talking to the crowd and they're asking him questions of how, what was it like and how does it feel to have failed again. And in the middle of it, he stopped and he turned to the mountain and pointed and says, you're not going to get any bigger, but I am and I will conquer you. 
I don't know if he was a Christian or not, but he knew the power of speaking to his mountain. We're good at speaking to God about the mountain in prayer and that's where we start. But some of us haven't learnt the faith and the courage and the authority and the relationship to turn to the mountain and say, no longer are you going to control me. No longer is fear or anxiety going to rob my heart. No longer is my past going to steal my future. And some of us need to turn with faith. And as your faith grows, you'll be able to turn to your mountain and say, no longer are you going to rob from me. No longer is that going to steal from our community and our society. And as a church, we've got to learn to step up and live by faith. Let's declare it in our workplace. The atmosphere is going to change this year. You don't go and harass the people, but you start speaking to the mountain of strife that's around and say, God, unravel this and sort this out. And I believe God's going to teach us this year to have amazing encounters because we're going to be men and women of faith that speak to God in prayer about the mountain and then we start to turn and speak to the mountain, the promises of God and see things shift and change. Let's stand in His presence today. Oh, Jesus. There's faith in this house right now. There's faith in this mount, in this church right now to move some mountains. Some things that you're not sure how you're going to face. You're not sure how they're going to work out. But by faith, I want you to see and declare. Let's close your eyes. I want to take a moment of exercising your faith. I've exercised mine by preaching the Word and stirring our faith. But I want you to exercise your faith now. Holy Spirit, I pray you would speak to every heart here right now. Lord, what are the things that have been limiting our faith to keep growing? What are the things that have been trying to rob and steal from our lives? What are the things of the past? Or what are the fears and anxieties for the future that are, that are robbing from us? Right now, Holy Spirit, show me so that I can declare your breakthroughs. I can declare your breakthroughs. Some of you are believing for some breakthroughs in your business. Some of you are believing to have a child. Some of you are believing that God's going to bring the right godly partner into your life this year. Some of you are believing for a breakthrough and a great work provision for your life or a restoration in your family or household. Right now, I encourage you to lift your hands to heaven and I'm going to encourage you right now to speak to the mountain that might be limiting. Speak to the one that, God, I want to see this increase or breakthrough or growth. I want you right now to speak to that mountain, whatever it is, in the name of Jesus and declare by faith your word says, your promise is, God, I believe that will change, that will shift. Lord, it will break through. God, my heart will become more trusting. God, I will overcome. God, we will see our family restored. Lord, we will see your grace breakthrough. We declare that right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I declare a spirit of faith over this house right now. A spirit of faith, Lord, to see, to see, to see that addiction broken. Lord, to see that limitation removed. To see your love pouring into my heart where I've felt rejection and pain. Lord, to see perseverance where I've been giving up too quickly. Oh, Jesus. To see your financial overflow that's going to break through and overwhelm us, oh God. The windows of heaven poured out. That battle of the mind of depression, we declare in Jesus' name that mountain must bow to the name of Jesus Christ. And you'll give us strategies to overcome. 
Lord, we declare your promises. That ministry that's been birthed inside will begin to break forth this year. Oh, it'll break forth this year. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.